citizen detectives, and welcome to House of Quigley, a Yellow Jackets podcast with a title that pays homage to the woman who always buys two of things because that way she has enough to share. My name is Frances, and I am joined by the ultimate citizen detective. In high school, she was obsessed with Christina Aguilera, the OC, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is the one, the only, Alyssa. (laughs) How you doing, darling? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> um, thank you. Wow. Oh, a bit of a blast from the past. Uh, high school Alyssa got her shout out then. Um, and you know what that just reminded me of? That just reminded me of like all the times in high school when you would like come to my house and like yeah. just help yourself to like our um, cupboard for the roll-ups and you would just oh, eat yeah. all our roll-ups. <laughs> I have this like distinct memory when we were in high school where I used to go to your house and you used to make popcorn and you would grab caster sugar and literally dump the bag over the pop- popcorn and just eat uh, oh my popcorn God. with caster sugar. <laughs> yeah. We, we like, I swear to God, like now in our 30s, the thought of like consuming that much in a city oh would probably God. like make our bodies absolutely implode. But I as know. teenagers, you have an endless well of like, Sugar energy and vitality yes it's oh, so it's true crazy not like these girls bodies. in the wilderness <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um yes not our, our rickety bodies now we're very careful about what we put into the, the yes. old rickety bodies no because uh, i was saying to you the other day like i feel like um you know i don't drink heaps anyway but when i do i literally the next day i wake up with like joint pain and i'm like oh. dude i'm like in my 30s what's going on I know, I know. Like, anyway. I can't even, I, you know, we were, yeah, we were talking about that. And I said, when I have a glass of wine, I get a headache. Like, I just can't, like, I can't <laughs> do this stuff anymore. I can have a glass of wine, but if I have more than that, like, I'm, yeah. it's over for me. Headache, migraine, like, this is what's, anyway. Now that we've spoken about being in our 30s, um, what an episode of Yellow yeah. Jackets yet again. Um, at this time, okay, I want your general vibes with episode 207. Um, because what was your first impression like watching it because we've both watched it twice yes what was your first impression watching it uh what did you think (laughs) when you first watched well first of all like I because obviously like I am in um I'm in the UK so obviously the episode drops some stage during my Friday I haven't really figured it out yet but it's some stage during Friday obviously we are delayed we are like nine hours behind you guys in Australia Mm -hmm. And um, you guys watch it on a Friday evening. And, like, it was so weird because, like, I was, like, at some stage during my Friday afternoon, I was, like, oh, like, Friday, like, evening in Australia has already passed. And I haven't gotten any messages from my friends about Yellow Jackets. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, my gosh, the episode's out. And, like, I was, like, okay, like, uh, you know, I'm going to start watching it. And then, like, I messaged you guys and I was, like, guys, what did you think? Like, and then... <laughs> We found out because I had to take my phone to the Apple store. Ugh, rip. Like, it's going to cost so, like, it's going to be so expensive. Anyway, I have to get my camera fixed because I dropped it. Um, that, I think my, uh, yeah, my iMessage or something has dropped out because, like, I've missed a lot of meaty conversation in our, you in did. our little friendship group between you oh, and you me did. and Yash. And, you um, did. yeah, you, you sent me some screenshots, which I have to look at. But, um, yeah, like, I think... It was kind of weird, I think, because when I watched it at first, I was a bit like, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I was expecting, which is a good thing. And then I was a bit like, I don't know if I loved the episode that much. But then mm. when I rewatched it the second time and I kind of like was more like thinking about it and more like taking notes. And yeah, I've, I've got like six pages of notes. Yeah, me too. And yeah, and I was kind of like, wow, like, 
on the second rewatch, it was the same with the first one. I really like, sorry, the 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 second rewatch of the last episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I really appreciated it a lot more, and I picked up a lot more of the like literally rife like symbolism um, that yeah. I think is just throughout this whole episode, and. Um, yes. And I think like I'm I'm picking up what they're putting down, but I think on the first watch, like I I didn't um, yeah, like I maybe I don't know what I was expecting. It was different from what I was expecting, but I do like that um, my expectations were um, subverted. I guess so. Yeah. What yeah. did you think? Well, first of all, I would like to say to the listeners, our three listeners, that Alyssa did receive messages. They just didn't come through, and the most prominent <laughs> message was about high calorie butt meat because (laughs) we have to talk about that but uh no I would say that that, you know similar to you I didn't love the episode when I first watched it I I was a little bit like I don't know what it was about it that didn't uh no there were parts of it that definitely hit me yeah um parts of it that definitely like rocked me to my core yeah especially when it came to like Van and we'll talk about that obviously um but I was similar in the sense that the second rewatch, I was like picking up a lot more and I was like, okay, like I, I get what they're doing here. Um, I think also like, yeah, my expectations weren't uh, met, I would say, in terms of what I expected for them to all be together. But I have read that they are together for the majority of the rest of the season. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they are kind of keeping some things conversations moments a little bit at on the lighter side for now because Mm. it's going to continue to happen so i'll take that that's fine yeah um yeah so and you and you could kind of see it in that moment like you know misty is the first one to bring up kind of like i mean we'll talk about this obviously but misty is the first one to kind of bring up like oh remember that one summer what 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 happened what was she gonna say i want to know what was she gonna say but, Very um, interesting. Yeah, and and everyone like immediately like shuts it down, and then it's kind of mm. like this. Um you know, then they sort of discuss it a little more, but it's very light on, it's very surface deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. yeah, for reasons that we'll get Except into. Except for moments with Lottie, which is interesting. Now I have a question before we get in to the conversation. I have a question. Yeah, it's really important. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you had to choose from Lottie's very influencer-style wooden board of therapies, what would you choose? <gasps> Self-care, guidance, forage, or renewal? And why would you choose it, Alyssa? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I really like forage. I was like, yeah. I think forage would have been fun. But, like, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have done um, self-care, which was Misty's, I think. Was that Misty's? Uh, that was Shauna's. Shauna's. Shauna's yeah. What was Misty's when uh, she renewal. went into the renewal. renewal? Yeah, I was just like, I wouldn't do that one because, like, like Misty, I have like, I don't know, I just have fears of that type of thing, mm-hmm. um, and and going into like sensory deprivate deprivation tanks. Um, so yeah, I I feel like maybe a self care, like looking after a baby goat, that's probably up my alley. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yep. Um. I oh sorry no she didn't do renewal she had guidance my mistake renewal was ties and I think that I would have like when I was looking at it because I asked myself the question the very first moment that I saw the board what one would I pick just off the top of my head and renewal was the one that I chose uh, I don't know why 
um, probably says something about me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, considering Renewal was basically painting the outside of the barn and Thaisa writing fuck on them. Yeah, that was funny. Paint. And also, you know what? She, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And like how she's painting with like a tiny brush. I was like, like a makeup brush. Yeah. And it's like, is she meant to paint the whole barn? Is that the oh idea? Oh my God. Yeah. That would literally take eons. Something to do with like renewing your patience, taking your time. Yeah, definitely. Um, that makes sense. Anyway, so let's get into the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I am just going to start off with just kind of what the intro is because there's a certain mood that is set in this uh, episode where the scene opens with something in the way by Nirvana, which is like quite an emotional, like, yeah like a a somber type of song we see a blizzard we see that they're snowed in shauna isn't drinking any water she's pushing any help or care away while holding on to a child and the mood is just depressing and quiet and kind of sets the tone for the episode which is quite reflective and intense at times yeah um and we go into shauna bearing her child and like the last episode she says it's you and me against the world um so we get that call back to that last episode and we jump straight into the opening credits which is Alanis Morissette version but far slower um more somber creepier uh setting the tone for the episode again so what did you what did you take from that intro like how did you feel about that intro did it make sense to you to go straight into that type of I mean obviously we 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 can't go into like some type of happy uh introduction after what happened in the last episode they left us in a quite a a sad yeah. place with uh, Shauna's voice and we open up with that somber yeah. feeling. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, so, I mean, the introductory scene, um, yeah, I think it's sort of like, that sort of sort of meshes up to my expectations, I think. Like, mm-hmm. Shauna's obviously grieving. Um, I did say to myself out loud, like, oh my gosh, is she still holding the baby? Like, I was I like, know. how, how oh. much time has it been? And then... Um, but that's obviously like a, a really important part of her, um, you know, and we see that reflected later on in the episode when, um, you know, she's talking about like how, you know, she's holding this baby goat and the the person, whoever that guy is, is like, oh, um, the kid's care is entwined with your own. And she mm. and Shauna goes, oh, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you say? And then yeah. obviously clarifies baby goat. But um, yeah, I sort of like, I saw that kind of connection where, um, you know, Shauna at the very start is is holding on to her baby and she doesn't want to let him go. And um, I guess, you know, it's that thing where, you know, he's he's in her arms and he's still okay, but obviously he's, he's passed away. Um, and yeah, I also saw like it was, you know... Um, nice to see Ty kind of watching closely over her and, mm. you know, um, trying to encourage her to, um, you know, do things that are going, going to, um, I guess, not cheer her up because that can't be done at this stage, but just, um, you know, yeah, allow healthy her to, for her. Yeah. yeah, like just allow her fresh to air, sort of get like, out of her know. head a little bit, um, get some fresh mm-hmm. air, have some water, like, you know, start doing these things that, you know, may, may help a little bit. Um and yeah, then yeah, Shauna goes out, and so yeah, so it seems that yeah, since Shauna's had the baby, there's been um, this really the blizzard has just continued and um, without, I guess, relenting, and then it does stop, and they're able to go outside, and yeah, mm-hmm. then she, um, I was kind of thinking, I, I think I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, like this seems like a bad idea to like not make any attempt to bury the baby, like she kind of put the rocks. 
you know, puts the rocks around the baby and on top of the baby. And I was a bit like, I think I just had this fear that like an animal was going to come and take the baby away or something like, but then I remembered, you know, they had this whole thing about how they couldn't bury Jackie because the ground was frozen solid. Mm -hmm. So she, she obviously just can't. Did her best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's definitely like, yeah, it's interesting because there was a lot of, I guess, conversation in this episode about bodies and being buried and not being Mm -hmm. found and then being found. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting what will happen. I don't know if there's going to be something else that happens with Shauna's baby. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a good opening. And, yeah, obviously, uh, sorry, I've just rambled on for, like, five minutes. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, what we the, do. Yeah, it is what we do. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then the, the intro. Yeah, when I was watching the, the theme, I was like, oh, this is different yet again. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's really stripped down and disjointed. And I also think that is purposefully done by the editors yes. or the, yes. the showrunners. Um, yeah, I just – anyway, we can get into it a bit more as we start to talk about the rest of the episode, I think. But Yeah, for sure. For definitely, sure. like, there's a lot of themes in this episode about, like, glitching and, like, memories not being exact and things chopping and changing and, mm-hmm. yeah. So Very – yeah. yeah. What did you think about sure. the opening – yeah, no, I think the same. Uh, just that yeah. that unsure, that uh, unreliable, like almost like the the music itself felt because it's so stripped down and like disjointed and whatever. It almost felt like I there's even a part in the song. Sorry that we're like talking so much about the opening credits, but like there's <laughs> part in the song where like it starts off really somber and slow, yeah. and then there's a part where it speeds up and then it comes back down again. It speeds up and it comes back yeah. down. And um, you almost think that it's going to go back into the usual rhythm, mm. but it doesn't. It drops back down again into a slower rhythm. And it's like, yeah, it definitely feels a little bit like erratic. Yeah. It was moving at a pace that just felt, yeah, un- uncomfortable mm. in a way. But yeah. it was still cool. I enjoyed it. I always Oh, enjoyed yeah, it, it was great. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so just where I think we'll jump into quickly talking about old and Natalie first, if you want okay. to. Because yep. I, Sounds I just... Good. This is just the beginning part because they're obviously mm-hmm. all together. And yep. then once they break off, we'll talk about individual characters. But just starting with Old and Natalie, because at the beginning, right after the opening credits, we jump straight into them, the older women being at the wellness center. Um, and they're dropping their keys and their phones and everything into the bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Natalie has this moment where she admits that she almost committed suicide mm. to Van Ty and And Shauna. that there's only been a week between all yeah. the events happening like i was like crazy what yeah yeah so misty already knew about this from the last episode but like yeah she didn't they didn't really show a reaction from her which i was kind of disappointed about because i was like i feel like i wanted to see her reaction to natalie actually saying yeah i yeah. i i did that that's um, because you're a misty nat truther though <laughs> i am i am in every possible way, I am. I was like, where is my reaction that I've been yeah. waiting for? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, she, so she explains that the wellness centre is helping her and it's what she needs and she feels her walls are coming down and, and they all need it too, right? Um, but it sets up the episode by asking them to start dealing with it. So they're basically like, this is what's going to happen in the episode. You're all going to start dealing with your trauma. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. But throughout the episode, we see Natalie is like quite committed to the cult and Lottie. Now here's my mm. question to you. Do yeah. you buy it? Do um, you buy it? Uh, I I I don't 
I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. think I buy it. However, I think it might be. Um, uh, I I just I don't know if the I don't know if the writers are like putting her there to like trying to serve the story. I don't know. I had this thing because I was thinking about like what we were talking about last episode when I was. I think we were talking about Van having a discussion with uh, Ty, and mm. like in my head. Uh, oh, sorry. I think when we were talking about it, um, like we was, I was saying that like I wasn't sure Van was saying something to make herself believe something, mm-hmm. and that was that she was over Ty, and that it had nothing to do with Ty. Like her, you know, she wasn't. She had her needs met. Blah blah blah. That whole conversation they had in the car on the way to the to the to the compound, mm-hmm. and. Then I then when I was like reflecting after we had recorded that pod episode, and I was thinking to myself, is that something that we the viewers put meaning into something that's not actually there, or because when you're writing, I feel like when you're writing character and you're writing character motivations and stuff like that, you obviously are writing what's going to come across on screen, and you don't always. I feel like as a writer, you can't expect people to get something out of a scene if it's not there on the mm-hmm. page. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so when I was thinking that, I was like, oh, maybe that Van and Ty discussion was actually more like just straightforward, like Van was saying what she actually meant. And that was what mm. we as viewers were meant to deduce from that scene. And then, then I thought the same with this thing with Natalie, because I was sitting there going, does Natalie actually believe this or is she forcing herself to believe this or is the have the writers just put her in a place because they need to progress the rest of the plot? Like, and so I'm just wondering what the viewer is meant to get out of that because I thought, I mean, I thought it was a 180 for her character, and I was a bit like, I feel like this is too fast. Like, Natalie getting to this point where she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm getting something out of this therapy and stuff like that. Mm. I, I didn't necessarily believe it for the character that the character would be at that point. Mm. Um, Sorry, I don't know if I am actually making sense. So, no, I don't you, know, feel are. Free to, you feel are. Feel free to jump in your thoughts. I just feel like sometimes. Like, as writers, you need to make it as clear as possible what you want the viewer or whoever's reading what you're putting down on the paper to, to get out of it. And if it's and if it's not there, then it's, that's for a reason. Like... Yeah, I think... So, look... And I, I, think, I think I just thought sorry, it was... Oh, no, I just... Just quickly, like, I just feel like Natalie... I don't know if I believe that she would be at that point... Um, especially right. when she's been vehemently opposed to it in the past. Um, but mm. then again, I was thinking about like, um, you know, like she's had a lot of connections with Lisa and discussions about, yeah, like depression and suicide and keeping the goldfish alive and all those little things that maybe that has gotten her to that point. Um, right. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Yeah. So I think... I'm in two minds, right? Because yeah. I I think that if there's any show that is not trying to hold your hand, it's probably yeah, Yellow true. Jackets. Yeah. So there's a part of me that feels like I would expect the writers to write between the lines um, in yeah. many ways yeah. and get make us think because I think that the audience wants to think. Um, yeah. So I think that they are giving that to people like – yeah, like that that subtlety of like, this is what you're seeing, and because the whole show is about, is what you're seeing real or not? Even yeah, through the point. words yeah. they say, could be coming from that. On the other side, I do feel like 
Natalie as a character is quite upfront and quite honest. And she said it herself, right? So there's a part of me, even with, with her arc, where I'm like, you know, Alyssa, when you watch things about like people that go into cults or like people that join church or whatever, how quickly they can go from, you know, being suicidal a week before to I found my purpose, right? So it's not so out of the realm of possibility that that could be happening to Nat. However, I don't quite buy it. Like, I'm like, I'm at like a 50-50 split at the moment where it could go either way. I think either the writers are putting it there to like kind of mess with us a little bit and Nat's not there and not quite there and not doing it. We're supposed to see through that. Or they could be showing that she's getting really caught up with Lottie because the other point that I was going to make is that if you see the way that these characters are opening up to Lottie in this episode, out of nowhere, right? Like literally out of nowhere. Shauna hasn't seen Lottie in God knows how long and she's already telling her about how she's afraid. She she admits it out of yeah, and Lottie, nowhere, right? Lottie really does nothing to invite that. That's nothing, just a, yeah. yeah. So, so there's a part of me that's like, does she have some type of, uh, I'm not saying that she's like, putting a spell on them or anything but does she have this presence that like draws it out of them like god knows yeah i think we know that she does because we see that in the past like you know we see literally every character drawn to lottie and Mm. lottie kind of being able to command weird shit i don't know yeah but actually when you're saying that have you finished do you want to add anything no i'm done go ahead go ahead uh well when i was when you were saying that i was just thinking about how like you know, a lot of these, um, you know, like I've had a lot of experience like growing up in like church and stuff. And um, I feel like a lot of churches are set up the same way, which is obviously like to give people like belonging and shelter and all that and acceptance. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a welcoming place, but also like they, a lot of people maybe within a church, I'm not talking broadly about religion or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. you know, they know how to pray on the vulnerable. Yeah, I wasn't going to put it exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to say it delicately, but yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, Yeah, they do. (laughs) They know how to, um, they know how to, to, to find something really deep and personal and and primal, kind of of like Lottie said, and raw and, and really like, you know, pull out that part of you that really needs, um, I guess help and support and and yeah and pray on that a little bit and mm. you know um you know Christian music is is set up exactly that like you know even though it's it's um it's very it's nice to listen to but there is you know they structure Christian music in a certain way to like really crescendos make you at the feel, right time yeah emotive very emotive yes yeah yes. and and yeah. keeps pulling you back in and I feel like and it, obviously particularly like you know well-being compounds cults whatever you want to call them they'll be exactly the same like and lottie Mm -hmm. you know where whether lottie has this thing or not um she's obviously we found that it's been 10 years since she'd been in the switzerland place so maybe she's been building this compound for 10 years um so she would probably be a bloody pro at it by now yeah yeah, I think no. so. Manipulative. Like, and, and but I, I do wonder though, and I, I will say this about Lottie, I don't know if she does it, uh, 
I don't want to. I don't want to excuse her over, and I, I don't want to make excuses for her actions. Um, but I do think that uh, there's just a part of me every single time that I see Lottie that feels very. Um, I don't want to say drawn to her because that sounds wrong. Um, but I mean, as in, like, I feel for her. I have a a, yeah. a like. There's a part of me that goes, I as much as she may be doing something. I, I wonder how much of it is ulterior motive and how much of it is just mental health uh, yeah. issues that she has, you know, problems yep. that she has. Yeah, um, definitely. Is there anything else you want to say quickly about this first scene before we move on to <laughs> the next one? I, just, I find it hilarious that he just, like, asked me about, like, Natalie, like, ten minutes ago and now we're talking about Lottie. Um, well, no, Lottie nothing... is weaved throughout this whole episode, so it's probably going to yeah, a couple she is. times. Um, I don't have anything else that I need to add about that. I think, yeah, I just wanted to say that thing. I, I don't know if I fully believe that Natalie, the character, yeah. is there yet. And sounds like yeah. you're the same. But then, like, we discussed, like, you know, cults and churches and all these places are sort of designed to, like, bring stuff out of you that you, um, you know. It's layered do. as hell. Like, this is, yeah. it is not simple. There is no simple answer, you know, which is ripe for discussion, of course. But it just means yeah. that for us, we're never really going to know the answer for God knows how long. <laughs> 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 Five uh, seasons. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, okay. Let's so... jump on over to Van and Ty real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just because I think oh. that they're good to talk about because we've got a lot to talk about with Van and Ty. We'll just cover their whole story uh, over this episode. So young Van, we'll start with them because they have like a one scene at the beginning which kind of ties into Van's story as well. And so young Van yeah. speaks about how she survived so much and wants purpose to her survival while she's talking to Ty. Um you know, she survived, she survived all this shit that should have killed her, the fire in the plane, the wolf, um, and she needs to know why the fuck she's still here, basically. And, um, you know, it's an interesting conversation to have because it juxtaposes the moment that we're going to see later with with how Van is at that, that stage where she she's not going to survive, or at least at this point of the story, she's not. Um, and shows that contrast again. I'm giving the, I'm the giving the, the Zoom call a, a a big wink here. Yeah, wink, <laughs> wink. Um, nah. uh, yeah. Shows some kind of contrast between the wilderness version of themselves and their older selves. Um, you know, which is interesting. Uh, and so then we jump on over to uh, current Van, and uh, she says she's happy. Lottie's back from Switzerland, which apparently happened a decade ago. I just thought it was a funny interaction there because it's like Van yeah. is just like. Oh, you're back! And Lottie's like, it was a decade ago. Um, You know, now, when they're going through choosing stuff off the wellness board, poor Misty says that she'll take (laughs) forage. And then she's like, guess ignored. And is given the bottom of the barrel choice of guidance. I'm like, fucking oath. Like, this poor woman. just It's fine. I know. Um, Van chooses forage. uh, And... I just found it so funny that they all talked over Misty and poor Misty just got like I know she's like I'll have forage and then like Van's like I'll take forage and then she's like and then she's and then Lottie's like Misty you'll have guidance it's my favorite she's just like (laughs) like just no one acknowledged her at all and she was like oh my god yeah she was okay with it though that was funny but okay so then Lottie introduces us to a landline number have you seen what happens if you call this number that she she has on the board here in real life no. Okay, when you call this number, 
it's Lottie speaking about her her wellness center and what she can offer you. It's like 10 out of 10 Yellow Jackets marketing. Alyssa, you need wow. to hear it. That's um, amazing. It's like, everyone's like, oh, it's so I, I'm blaming that the fact that I do not have a phone currently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call it. I'm like, have you called? And you're like, no. <laughs> I'm waiting for my insurance claim. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call. I can't call. Oh, so anyway, all these people anyway. are like, "Oh, the, the the message is creepy," and I thought it was. Great. Also, like, I was sorry, 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 sorry. Just quickly, yeah. I messaged the group this morning because I found a fucking yellow jacket in my house. <gasps> yeah, you. Did. I sent you guys a picture, and I googled it because I was like, "Is it a European wasp or is it a yellow jacket?" It was a fucking yellow jacket. Yeah, I am in the UK. How is this possible? But then oh. I found out it is possible. But um. <laughs> Like, what does it mean, Francis? Why did I see a dead yellow jacket in my house this morning? Because what does it mean? Because there is death around the corner for a yellow jacket. It better fucking not be Misty. Oh, no, sorry, I was just gonna. I say, know. Um, no, it's Coach Ben. Well, no, he's not Coach really a yellow jacket. Ben. He's not. Anyway. Oh, look, he, technically, maybe like he might be. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Anyway, um, going back to what we're talking about. What were we so talking Van, about? So Van, yeah. Van, they're all putting their phones in, and I just gotta say, when Van threw her phone away and was like i hate this fucking thing i was yeah. like i vibe like that is me about my phone and missy says something about how um having a phone is like being hostage to other people's needs i can't remember yeah. what the actual quote was but yes. i was like and then sean was like well i can't disagree with that and i no, was like you me can't too disagree. yeah oh. How we how we long yeah that was really before. good yeah so um yeah they were all they're all throwing in their belongings and misty's like Misty's completely fine with it. <laughs> I just like, yeah, it's it's a great moment. And like having them all together just gave me like this nice boost of adrenaline. I was like, oh my God, I'm and so excited. The moment when like Van is like, I'm, yeah. So just going back a little bit when, you know, she finds out that, um, yeah. So we find out that Nat tells the group that she was going to commit suicide. And then mm-hmm. um, we also find out that uh, it's been 10 years since um, Lottie's been in Switzerland. And then mm-hmm. Van is like kind of reacting to this information. And she's just like, well, to Natalie, she's like, I'm really happy he survived. And, and to Lottie, she's just like, oh, it's been 10 years. And then she's mm-hmm. like, but this isn't for me. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah. And then it was basically like um, Ty who. Um, she's like, I'll you take know, her ropes. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she ropes Van back in. And, and because of that, Van, of course, decides to stay. So. Yes. 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 <sighs> connection. Oh, connection. gosh. Tell yeah. you what. Yeah. So just continuing on with their story, because, you know. That's where we were going. May as well. <clears throat> yeah. Older Ty is off doing her, undergoing the renewal therapy, which obviously means she is riding fuck in yellow paint against the barn <laughs> yeah. wall. And yeah. um, she isn't having a great time and throws the makeup brush while she's complaining to Lottie and. Lottie says to then tell her what Ty's problems are because she's just like, look, if you don't want to do this, tell me what's going on. And Ty reveals that she's sleepwalking again and needs help. And interesting what Lottie says about the other self, right? Because she says that the other self has wisdom and tells Ty that her other self may not want to hurt Ty's family, but rather just doesn't want to be suppressed. suppressed. So what do you take from that scene? Well, so... I think when I'm watching it just scene by scene, I was like, at first I was a bit like, oh, so, so now, and, and obviously I think, um, I think this scene is very close playing out to Lottie and Ty in the past, also talking about Lottie's other self mm-hmm. and like Lottie's talking to Ty about how, um, 
you know, Ty managed to find Harvey and, like, maybe Ty's other self can find Crystal because they're all searching out, searching for Crystal, Kristen, whatever, whatever we refer to her in this podcast. Um, and so, yeah, so in this scene I was a bit like, oh, so, you know, um, Lottie is acknowledging the other Ty, the other mm-hmm. self. And they're both acknowledging the other self. They're, they're calling her she. Like, she, you know, um, she... And it's just a very normal, like, almost accepted part of Ty's personality that yeah. she has this other personality. Um, yeah. So I was, like, I was a bit taken out by that. But then, um, yeah, like, I, I'm not sure... Obviously, I've never met anyone who has dual personalities. And, um, like, I am interested to see how, I guess... Um, well, how how that is referred to, like in a psychology psychological sense, um, mm-hmm. like whether you do, I think you do um, actually acknowledge the other personalities and, and acknowledge them for what they are. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And then obviously when I rewatched it, I was I was um, yeah, you kind of see how it does all connect together and and how um, yeah, like you're. Lottie's talking a lot about repression and then later on the episode they're talking about freedom and you know not suppressing not not yeah mm. it's all it's all tying in the, the yeah each individual conversation with the characters all ties in with the greater theme of the story I think yeah um, and I think ultimately Lottie is just a character that doesn't ignore like she well she is suppressing stuff with herself but she doesn't like to ignore what's happening in front of her like she just yeah. doesn't like she needs yeah. to go through it you know so i think she's trying to encourage ty to like don't run away from this embrace yeah. it you know and yeah. and, and yeah. find out more about it maybe not embrace yeah. it in like the literal sense but maybe you know um yeah like well she just doesn't like, want to be suppressed yeah it's yeah like, like like think about it acknowledge it like it's a very in, in many ways like this is a therapy thing this is like well you're doing therapy what, you acknowledge yeah. it and you, you think about it and you you try to figure it out you can't just yeah, totally. push it down you know yeah so but in many ways i felt like some of the stuff that lottie was doing with ty or saying to ty was a lot of the stuff she was getting from her fake therapist yeah track. yeah so um, it's 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 almost very in, similar in, themes yeah it's like she's telling ty things that she needs to tell yeah. herself basically yes yeah. um anyway, yeah so yes. after this you know um we are going to now jump over to like continuing on with ty and and van's story here um yeah so later on ty finds van again uh puts her wedding ring down on a rock and sits with Van, who says for her forage therapy she grabbed a bottle of liquor, which is very Van, and I'm, I'm like, all for that. They sit down and have a drink, and oh my god, Alyssa, the <gasps> way they kissed each other, that was they... steamy. That was steamy. That was steamy. I was thinking, like, oh my gosh, I bet you the wilderness is going to respond to this. Oh. But then... <laughs> Well, it kind of did. I don't know. The wilderness is like, wow, that's hot. <laughs> the wilderness is like, I hear this, bitch. I hear. I the will. The wilderness can hear us. Um, yeah. No, they they just. It was very very steamy, and you know, and it was just a moment where I was like, oh my god, this is a like, yeah. And then yeah. after that, uh, they have a bit of a discussion. Ty apologizes. Van says she can't wait for Ty. 
because she only has months left and reveals she has cancer. Yeah. Which... And not the good kind that... No. Um, yes. Uh, has the best odds. No, this is not the good kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I I have to say, I wasn't really that surprised because... Neither. Yeah. Saw the pills in the last episode. We also saw the bills. Mm-hmm. Bills stacked up, like, you know, uh, if Ben's not going to be around to pay them, then... What does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, like, um, yeah, it was, um, I think I was watching that and, like, I was thinking about what it would be like to learn that news, like, for Ty, like, someone who she loved, still loves, I don't know, Mm -hmm. deeply. um, And to hear that, um, I'm sure, and we can see in Ty's face, she's obviously completely, like, thrown by this news and very shocked and um yeah and then van points out that she doesn't want people to look at her with a certain look in their eyes which is what ty essentially does because you can't not really like when when you love someone so much you can't not respond in that way um yeah when when you hear that news but um yeah so that was that was quite a sad moment um and then also ties in i guess to what because I was, you know, I feel like if teenage Van knew, I guess, that she might have cancer someday, she might have been sitting there with Ty when they were having that discussion. They, and Van was like, I need to know why I've survived. Like, I've survived all this stuff that should have killed me. Hmm. Um, you know, maybe she would have listed cancer in that. So I, I personally don't feel like she's going to die. Um, no. I have a feeling this is part of the greater story still. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah they're, they're talking about purpose and uh, I need, For sure. Bear needs to know why she's still around. Yeah. And just interesting character moment here as well, because Ty freaks out, obviously, at the news and it's like, what the fuck, right? Um, and asks why Van didn't tell her. And Van says, because we don't know each other, Ty, which goes to show how much they've drifted apart. And like, you know, I know we've spoken in the last few episodes of our pod, just like how there's a connection there that will never ever change and you can see it when they're together and like how they respond to each other and and all of that and that depth that they have and connection um but such an interesting sentence for her to say but we don't know because we don't know each other Ty and it's like oh my god like how much distance must be between them like in the sense of like time that's passed yeah I feel like there's a huge amount of distance between them like yeah it might it's be. so weird. It's like a contrast. Yeah. It's like they have this connection that's so deep and you can feel it and you can see yeah. it. Even the way that they nudge each other and joke with each other, it's still yeah. there. But yeah, then definitely. there's this part of them that's like so, yeah, like just, just uh, you can, yeah, you can feel the distance. You can feel the, the almost like the, the, the missed time that they've had. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because we don't know how much time there's been between them. But, yeah. Mm. Um, and I really heard Van when she said, like, you know, would you have sent me flowers through your office? Or would you, you know, I, I would have left a message. Or, or mess-, she said, you would have messaged me on fucking Facebook. Yeah. Um, you know, like, they don't, yeah, they don't have the closest anymore um, between them. And, yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm interested to see... How- why they split and what um what happened when they were rescued or maybe it happened before that um so yeah 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 and we'll touch on more about 
than when we talk about Lottie, because obviously I think we both have an idea of where the story may be going um, and how they connect. But I want to jump over to Misty, uh, unless you've got anything else to add about time there, because Misty Misty, uh, has been guided to the guidance sensory deprivation. (laughs) Um, Lisa's like, if you're not comfortable with nudity, you can wear a swimsuit. And when Misty sees the sensory deprivation tank, she says, and I quote, so I'll just be inside that water coffin in the dark all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the water I mean, look at me. I've been here a while. I've all tuned in. I'm just not entirely sure this is absolutely necessary. <laughs> and then Lisa's like, well, you've been here less than 24 hours and you haven't yeah. engaged in any actual therapies <laughs> yet. And of course, Misty thinks she's got it all together and she's fine. Like clearly, with her yeah. crazy eyes, and she's she's totally fine. Like she's fine. Like she doesn't need any. Yeah, she's, any fine. she's fine. She's fine. She's all good. Um, she like decides that she's going to go off to use the ladies' room. Um, and says that she'd hate if her bladder were to guide her to peeing in the tank. And immediately, I was like, Misty, don't you have an abnormally large bladder? Like, come <laughs> on, like, this is come on. I know what I you're like feeling here. Come on. That was Misty in a moment, being like. This is the this is the thing that I that will get me out of this situation. Yeah, right she's now. like, and and it did, and she escapes and walks through the woods like fucking Meredith Blake from the Parent Trap, like <laughs> all like you know yeah, trying to get yeah. through, and yeah, and it's it, obviously she meets up with Shauna, and we'll touch on that conversation when we talk about Shauna because that was more Shauna centric, but like eventually Misty comes back, she gets in the tank. And hilariously, Lisa assures her that nobody gives a shit that she's in the tank or here at all. And Misty's like, okay. And that's what gets her into the tank. It does. And she's like, oh, okay, no one cares. Um, She's scooting down awkwardly into the tank, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, still got her glasses on, which I also thought was great. Yeah. So anyway, she starts seeing pictures and a montage of Walter and Caligula the bird. But in a costume. we also see like, like they're like pictures of like octopuses. And I know and it's stuff, like what are you? Like, like, <laughs> why are you seeing sea creatures? <laughs> I don't know. Sea um, creatures. Yeah. Yes. And and, and, and like, yes, we hear. Yeah. I wonder if it is actually Elijah Wood singing that. Yeah. Well, I think it was. But there's a bird in a costume and dancing with Walter amidst the destroyed black box, a syringe, and an axe uh, floating yeah. around her. her yeah. face. There's also um, a hammer that floats around at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, like, okay, <clears throat> how did you take this scene, this whole thing? Um, you know, obviously, like, it goes into this moment where Walter uh shows up and they have a little phone moment uh where they're like you know love heart around misty's head and she's talking to caligula and she's like when people look at me do they see just someone desperate for love a murderer and he's like you're and he was like accent uh whatever i don't know what what accent he was doing that's american but it was like you're not a murderer misty you're a closer and she's just like yeah revelation she's a closer okay but what okay talk to me about this scene it's a bit like crazy okay like what what did you take from it i have my own rant that i'm gonna go on in a bit but you go ahead first and you say yes yes i know so like i was like man what is this fever dream (laughs) (laughs) um and i feel like but i feel like it was a really excellent insight into 
Misty's frame of mind and mm-hmm. like how Misty sees herself and and yeah, yeah we see like a um we see yeah we see the reference to obviously Caligula and you know talking about the actual Roman emperor Caligula who was mm-hmm. also misunderstood through history <laughs> for doing heinous acts <laughs> and how um yeah how uh actually we'll give a little bit of insight into the pod name we're obviously called house of quigley but at one stage we were thinking about calling it house of caligula Caligula. and then and then francis you yes you rightfully pointed out that uh that was a terrible roman ruler (laughs) and we shouldn't have the connection to the name in that sense at the Um, end of the day like the more that i think about it i'm like you know people would have gotten the reference but i was afraid that people that were looking up roman mythology would find house of caligula and be like oh is this like some type of like interesting mythological discussion and they're going in and I'm like hello citizen detectives <laughs> hi I'm Australian <laughs> and we're talking about an uh, American TV show yeah. Um, yeah and that's I think that's it. but yeah that so that made me laugh this episode like because um, I mean we obviously knew that Misty had called Caligula that for that reason because um, mm-hmm. she you know uh, weirdly had you know found some kind of Misty had had maybe felt like this Caligula human character in history, Roman emperor, um, had some type of she had feels some sort of kindred spirit sense with him, <laughs> um, because he was misunderstood apparently, and yes. um, yeah, obviously in this scene we ha- we have a great cameo from John Cameron Mitchell who has mm-hmm. been in literally I feel like everything, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so it was really nice to to see that that uh, actor make a amazing cameo and taking off the um taking off Caligula's head and because I when I first saw that um him taking off the um the head I thought it would just be misty underneath it and I was like oh (laughs) it's someone else um so yeah that was really good but yeah the whole the whole scene I was just like oh this is just this is just Missy's brain you know um but yeah I'm I'm unsure why Walter was kind of in it yeah there was a I full montage and like yeah. him like you know messaging her like love stuff okay here's the thing right and i'm gonna go on a bit of a rant here right okay so I, just, go, I have something go. to say yeah i had an issue with okay and this is not i'm just putting it out there sometimes like yes i've, I've said it in before like how i get frustrated with like a man showing up and then all of a sudden they're a love interest and they like I just sometimes it just bothers me right and in particular with Misty because I just want to pull up a quote from Christina Ricci herself about Misty I think I read the same one because this is what like I have always seen Misty in a way that I don't feel like is particularly the typical anyway so this is what Christina Ricci said I did all this press talking about how I thought she was not, this is talking about Misty, interested in men and would never have had a relationship. And then they're like, bam, season two, love interests, she says with a laugh. I was thrown off by the idea and whether the characters do become romantically involved or not is something to be discovered as people watch this. Basically, like, you know, saying that she went through the whole of season one and, like, you know, has gotten to know Misty as a character as someone who she doesn't think is interested in men at all, right? 
Um, and then she says, I know when they confront me because I'm like, okay, she wouldn't do that. Misty wouldn't drink that drink. Originally in the script, she was drinking a Brandy Alexander. And I said, no, Misty would drink a chocolate martini. She's talking about the writers, like when they come up with something that she doesn't necessarily yeah. agree with. And she says, I have rules and stuff for her in my head. And they do conflict with the writers sometimes. I don't think she actually is interested in men at all. I think she does it because she's bored or because she thinks it's what she's supposed to do. Right? So I have yeah. read that a while ago and I read it again yesterday after this moment. And I was just like, I think in my head, I know I joke about like Misty and Natalie and love triangles <laughs> and whatever. But I think in my head, ultimately, I, I've seen Misty on that type of level where it was like, I've always just pictured her as someone who does what she thinks she has to do to fit in. But I can't imagine her just falling in love with some man out of nowhere. It just doesn't it yeah. just doesn't work for me, right? So with this Walter situation where like she comes out of the sensory deprivation tank almost like having a revelation that like you know she loves Walter or something, right? It yeah, just it didn't work for me and I don't understand. Like I think if, if where they're going with it is that Walter is the reason, I mean, we find out literally straight after, um, not too far after the scene, sorry, that the body has been found of Adam. Um, and, you know, I don't know if Walter had to do with that discovery and, like, what it means, yeah. like, you know. But I would hope <laughs> that Walter is about to die, right? Because I just can't, I don't think I can, I don't think I can personally believe that what matters to Misty is having some random dude saying these things to her. Because I think for me, what matters most and what matters most to me about Misty's therapy and all of that is actually gaining some type of acceptance or at least love from her friends, right? Mm. Because that's who she's always wanted to to accept her and to love her. So to feel like this random guy's just kind of shown up and he's like, that's not the most interesting thing about you. You're all of this and you're all of that. And like heaping praises on yeah. her and all of this. And her just kind of falling into that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that being like a storyline or her like really giving into that relationship. Yeah. Like it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, not that I'm saying I see her with Natalie or anything. That to me is just like me and my like crack shit. Okay. That's just what (laughs) it is. But like, but truly I, if I was really to look at the character, that's just how I feel. I feel like Misty is so different from that. So this to me, in terms of the Walter stuff, like the actual like fever dream made sense to me as being in Misty's head, like Caligula singing and, and like dancing and all that type of shit made sense. But the Walter stuff felt out of character to me that's just that's just yeah. my little rant yeah so i just let yeah i had three things that i like think is important to note about um well three thing three things that i want to no- say about the the ending of this scene which is that um misty goes up and like she's yeah she's had this revelation she goes mm-hmm. um to call walter to so call she walter yeah the emerg- emergency line and she leaves him a voicemail so i think it's a, I think it's important that he didn't pick up. He didn't up. pick up, yeah. He didn't pick up because we don't know because she said, oh, you know, like I think you might have texted me a few times. So we we did see that in the previous episode that he had texted her a couple of times, but we didn't see what, what the they were, were or yeah. anything like that. And there were two texts. And so he didn't pick up the voicemails, but she left him a voicemail. And then the next thing is that um, 
so that's just one thing that I was like, I think that's important. The other, the next thing that is important is how Misty ended the voicemail, like yeah. how she <laughs> she did all the. You I'm hang sure up. You're, no, you yeah. hang up. No, yeah, you hang exactly. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like you're about to like talk about it, but yeah, it's like so that that whole thing is the whole voicemail really is potentially indicative of Misty misreading the situation, mm-hmm. which she has done in literally a lot of the stuff we've like. When we saw, I think in season one, she went on a date with this guy. Mm. Like, you know, we saw the guy not not being into this date through the whole thing. And she was, I think we see these things where Misty is just misreading things. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like totally like you said, um, she is thinking that something is there when it's not. Um, And also like when you think about Misty as a character and we did see a lot of um, references in this episode in her past self where people were talking about her and sort of, you know, they don't trust her. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they think she's psychotic they, and she is like, she's definitely like some sort of like, I don't know what type of person we would call Misty. <laughs> some, I think psychotic is probably on the nose or like, you yeah. know, um, maybe like psychopathic or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but where she, yeah, she thinks she should feel a certain way and she doesn't, so she forces it. And maybe I think that's what's happening with Walter. Because um, even the way she talks to the adults about it later in the yeah. episode, you know, there's there's this telling discussion in how Misty sees something and how the rest of the group but sees something. Also, but also, if we're going off of what Christina Ricci said, where she said she does what she thinks she's suppo- supposed to do to, like, Yeah, fit in, that makes sense. She, made yeah. the, she said the sentence, when you know, you know. And she's saying it to the girls because she wants to connect with the girls. Like, yeah, not necessarily exactly. because she actually believes that yeah. <laughs> she knows that he's know. the love of her life. Like, yeah. I think if I view it that way, that makes me yeah. go, okay, like, I'm with that. Um, I agree. But and I like, think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that that was going to be my third point, like friendships versus like potential relationship with Walter. Mm-hmm. I feel like this whole season, past Misty and current Misty, we've seen her trying to make connections with her friends. And like, you know, like what, yeah, what does Misty actually want? And I feel like she doesn't actually want the relationship. She wants to be connected with the girls the yellow jackets yeah 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 um, like that and that is to me like that's why i was saying i was a bit disappointed with her revelation because i was like what i would have loved for misty to have a revelation about was about her friends like something about them something about her and them something that she needs to do or she needs to change or she needs to focus on to be able to grow as a person because you look at like ty and she had this full-blown revelation about maybe the other one doesn't need to be suppressed anymore you look at uh uh, Shauna and she has this full-blown revelation about I'm scared that I'm going to see my daughter die and then I'm you know yeah. and she, like all these really deep personal things and then you look at Misty and Misty's is so like about a man randomly like it just didn't for me like I was like disappointed with that but I'm yeah. gonna give them the time and I'm going to trust that they're gonna do something with it I'm assuming Walter is going to be part of a sacrifice or he's going to die somehow or he's or he's betraying her or something but she's not going to get like it's 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 too quick you know how we were talking mm. about keely and jack and how like it happened so fast which uh, means that it was going to end yeah. so fast it's kind of how i feel about misty and walter i'm sure that it's just gonna 
blow up somehow. Yeah, um, definitely. And oh my gosh, can we just talk about Killian Jack for a second? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk why about is it. that like? Why did that start so quickly and end so quickly? Anyway, that's all I'm literally oh. gonna say about that whole story. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it was a bit. It was a bit shit, wasn't it? Um, so um, I just wanted yeah. to. Sorry, I just wanted to it. quickly um, just make a comment um, about the song that Elijah Wood sings in this mm-hmm. episode. And he is basically, hang on a sec, just, sorry, Francis, cut You're doing the good citizen detective work, Alyssa, I appreciate it. Yeah, I am, I am. Um, No, the song, the lyrics that he basically says is that he talks about her sitting right down, let your troubles melt away, you'll be sitting pretty in the moonlight gaze. And we'll tumble through the tulips and dance on the graves of any motherfucker who gets in your way. So, yeah, I just thought that I think it's all like a nod. Like even the Walter stuff is all a nod to really how Misty feels about herself and mm-hmm. how she feels conflicted. She wants the love of her friends. She wants to connect to people. Um, but she still is obviously seen a certain way. And yeah. um, But Misty's not a murderer. She is a closer. She fixes yeah. situations. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we see that with, um, in the discussion that she has with Shauna as well when they're talking about Adam. She's like, I yeah. fixed that for you. Yeah, which so, we will touch on in a minute. We will touch but on. First, yes. we're going to talk about young Misty because Samantha Hadden Brady had a fucking 10 out of 10 performance. I she fucking loved her this did. episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, first of all, I just want to say, I this is just a consistent thing that I've loved since season one. Whenever someone is talking about Misty and Misty's in like the the area, and they say something like Misty was amazing, there's no way we could have kept our shit together. She didn't do it at the end, and Misty has that goofy smile every time people talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> like she has that same smile. I fucking love it. Smart the hand ready, amazing job. Like just great. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But yeah, Mari goes on then to ask where Crystal is because they think Misty has killed her. <laughs> Um, so uh apt comment there yeah so misty goes into like panic mode and puts on her excellent acting skills and fake cries about needing to like crystal now that the snow has stopped we have to go but i have to i have to say i absolutely loved how quick it was like it's like she hears this conversation and then literally her next action she turns around she's like gotta get into action now (laughs) by the way don't 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 suspect me don't suspect me um yeah so they go on a hunt for, well, they, she, she overhears that Crystal is going to be eaten by the newbies. Yeah. Who I still don't know their names, by the way, but like they're, they're I like think over. one of them is Jen. Oh, I Jen. don't know who the other one is. I think when I saw this character last episode, we only saw the bottom half and I was like convinced that it was Laura Lee, but it's obviously not Laura Lee. <laughs> it's just a random girl in the yellow jacket. Hey, um, deep down, I, I still believe that Jackie might come back. So you know what's fine. <laughs> Um, I just quickly wanted to say that um, the little exchange that they had between those two characters, mm-hmm. um, Jen and the blonde yellow jacket, I was mm-hmm. like 10 out of 10. Like mm-hmm. that is exactly how teenagers would have set, like would have phrased that thing. Yeah. In, and definitely in the 90s as well. Like, For sure. Because, the, yeah, there's a sense of like, you know, you always have this sh- 
like there's a shared understanding and like you know the point that either one is trying to get to but then you're like oh but no but it would still be terrible but, but yeah no, 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 no. We like, would, of course we don't do that no 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 no, 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 no but, I, but I would be still really miss Chris yeah, yeah like I just thought that was really funny yeah it was um, very bring yeah. it on um yeah so it was yeah so you know she so they go on a hunt for Crystal's body and Misty is screaming Crystal at the top of her yeah. fucking lungs like the loudest you've ever heard anyone ever screamed and she's like and she's like Crystal like if you can hear us just say something back to us yeah like, Crystal can you hear us like so fucking yeah. loud yeah and you can um, see Mari's like for fucks yeah actual for fucks so there. eventually they stop and Mari and Akila turn to her and you know Misty is just like just saying you know, I'm just so afraid that when we find her, what if she looks like Jackie did? You know, all blue and stiff. Yeah. A little song frozen in her throat. Yeah. <laughs> that line, I was like, oh my gosh. I knew you'd love that line. I love that yeah, line. That's so um, funny. You know, so then she, they're like, oh, fine, Missy, just go. And then Missy turns the corner, says into the air, I'm not going to let them eat you, Kristen. You, Kristen. <laughs> And then she, like, sneaks off into the other direction. She does. And who does she see, Alyssa? Who does she see when she goes elsewhere? Well, I mean, first of all, she doesn't see Kristen. No, she doesn't. But she does see Coach Ben, right? Yeah, she does. Um, But can we just quickly talk about how, yeah, she goes down to the bottom of the cliff and she's, like, digging, 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 and and Kristen's nowhere to be found. So where is Kristen? Where is Kristen? Yes. Is that a, a... Do you have any theories on... Um, I have no theories at all. Um, I literally just think that Kristen is probably either that she wasn't looking in the right spot or that it just the ground is frozen solid and she's like stuck under ice or something. I don't know. That's what What I thought. I thought maybe she wasn't digging enough. Like we saw how high like the snow got against Mm -hmm. the cabin. Like I just, yeah, I didn't think she was digging, digging enough, but yeah, um, I just wanted to particularly shout out Mari in this scene though, because like just before, you know, uh, Misty runs off to uh, mm-hmm. find Kristen. Like, because I, I thought Misty played that, like, you know, we see through your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, we see through your act. Like, I just thought she played it so well. And, you yeah, know, she where did. she has been a bit of a bitch and she kind of is the kind of, I guess, the the team, you know, uh, annoyingly honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she really, like, I think she played that A+. Plus in I that think scene. so, too. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so yeah, Misty does. She she comes across Coach Ben and he has fallen into the into the snow and he is oh well, we should probably talk about Coach Ben. So he's had this like vision. Is he on the cusp of death? I'm confused. Why is he he's he's gone through something, I know, but why is he like hallucinating? I he's starving. Not, I'm not entirely sure. I mean it could be like a like a desperation thing. Sometimes your mind will do things to like keep you feeling sane yeah. or whatever. But he does have the vision and he's told um what happens now is you aren't welcome here anymore. You didn't do anything. It's time. It's just time. I love you. We all love you, Ben. Um Yeah. Which is ben, very reminiscent to Jackie. Yeah, and Ben has this moment where he comes out of the cabin and he, he screams out and like Ty is like, are you okay to coach Ben? And he has this moment where you see the smile on his face and you know what he's thinking. Like, you know, he's thinking I'm about to end it for myself. Basically. I'm about to go find. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he goes off on, you know, to, to the cliff and Misty shows up, obviously, um, finds coach Ben who is seemingly going to jump off the edge of the cliff. 
yeah. Misty does her best to stop him <laughs> by jump, but, but for, from jumping, but then he doesn't react, so she elevates and threatens him further that they'll eat him. She'll save at every moment, especially his <laughs> high calorie butt feet. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't fucking care, so he's just like, whatever, Misty. So Misty threatens him further and she's like, she'll, she'll tell the whole world they were in love and had a love story and that he tried to impregnate all of them. Very fucked up shit. Um, and then he doesn't react. So she screams that she'll tell the whole world that he's gay. And he's like, well, tell him. Like, Fine. Tell yep. him. I want people to know this but me. You know yeah. how I describe this in my notes? Misty throws everything, including the absolute kitchen sink. she does you can just feel her getting more and more desperate and the thing is that's interesting with misty is that she does all of that and then she just falls apart at the end and profusely apologizing for what happened to the baby and becomes a young woman who just needs guidance and help from an adult at the end like yeah and that's what stops him from from going over the edge you know yeah and that's what he is like that's what he is meant to be he is meant to be that kind of stable like adult presence and you know, she says before, we need your strength. And I don't know if she really means physical strength because he can't really contribute that much physical strength. But I think that emotional kind of maturity mm. is what they need. And yeah, she she, def- she says, I can't have another death on my hands. No. Um, obviously, she refers to the baby, but we know that she's talking about Kristen Crystal. as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so I thought, yeah, I thought that was amazing acting from Sammy Hanratty. Like how, yeah, like we see like, she's being very manipulative at first and then when that doesn't work that's when she kind of falls apart and we see that real emotion from her and yeah. you know yeah all and she, it just, all she is, it's is also, a kid who just I, yeah. I i just want to say something real quick because it just gave me a thought about misty as a character i wonder if this is like a sign of misty's state of mind where she is manipulator surface 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 like i'll do anything to get you to do what i want and then once you crack down like deep enough, that's where it is, right? And yeah, I just definitely. wonder if that is going to happen as older Misty, where you get through all these different things and then eventually they're going to crack through and she's going to have her moment of vulnerability because that is fucking what I want, yeah. you know? Because older Misty has not had that yet. She hasn't had that moment where we see her doing anything that isn't a little bit like off kilter or a bit weird or a bit fucked up. And you do know that it exists because you see it right here. I know she was young, but you see it yeah. right here. She can get to that point where she just is fucking honest and just says it. Yeah. Like, and it's just yeah. wants wants help. And I hope that we get there with the older Misty. Yeah. And I mean, that, that has a, um, you know, her showing that emotion has a direct, like, outcome, which is that Coach Ben decides not to kill himself. Yeah. Like, you know, she, yeah, she, she would have learned something the death from of people. That. Yeah. Yeah. And but now she's saved someone, so yeah, yeah, for sure. So for yeah, sure. yeah. Anything else you want to say about this before we move on to? Uh, we're going to talk about, I would say, older Shauna, adult Shauna. Is anything else you want to say? The only thing that I was going to say is that there is a moment when when Coach Ben collapses, mm-hmm. the camera kind of weirdly pans into one direction. I noticed that. Yeah, you were, you noticed that. Yeah. 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 I, I noticed this during the episode, but it was only when I read the live reaction thread, like on Reddit, that I mm. someone else pointed it out as well. And I was like, oh, I did notice that. Like, there was there's just this weird scene where it's like, it's like the camera is panning to something. Or it's, it's deliberate. Or zooming yeah. over his shoulder. And I think it's deliberate. I think it's going to come back to Harvey and where, where Harvey was. 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so I think there's, by there's something around here. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, there's not obviously nothing in the bushes that I could tell, but like, <laughs> you know, there's definitely this <laughs> bush. there was, forest, you whatever. know, someone would find it when it comes to this show. Yeah. Um, but that could yeah. also speak to like where Kristen is. Like, is there someone out there grabbing bodies and feasting? Yeah. Having a snack. I don't know. Yeah. We will have to see. I, I, look, I think that, and, and just a side note before we move on to anything, I have seen like a lot of comments, whether it's on Reddit or Twitter or any other platform, um, you know, just saying how people are like, I need answers now. I need more answers. I need more answers. Yeah. And yeah. like, I get that. Like, I, and I understand that, but I think for me, and this is just personally, and like, I don't, I think it's fair if people want more answers right now, like, you know, cause we are getting to a point where there's a lot of threads that are open and we're not getting a lot of answers. I think I mentioned in the last pod how like, I kind of, as long as characters are having something happen with them, I can handle threads kind of bobbing around for a bit as long as characters are moving forward. And I do feel like we have had characters moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't feel like they're depriving us too much of progression, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? How do you feel yeah, about no. that? Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I feel like everything that we saw in this episode is very um, particular and purposeful. Um, and and I think that's why I like this show. Like, I feel like there's not really a lot of details that are wasted. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, as long as the story is keeping moving forward and the characters are moving forward. Um, I definitely got the, I guess more of the opinion this episode that yeah we have reliable narrators on our hands and uh, sorry unreliable narrators mm-hmm. on our hands and that um you can't really we can't really trust any character i guess yeah. at this point um but yeah the yellow jackets writers themselves have said that like this is like less about you know the action of this show and it's more character study of yeah how trauma affects different people yeah um and so, yeah, I think that's why we're all sitting here going, oh, like, you know, the the past story. Well, for me, the past storyline is more interesting and I'm more invested because I want to know what happens. But obviously there's like, yeah, it's very interesting to see how they are as adults and see how, yeah, their um, their past influences the future and, hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's hop on over to older Shauna real quick. Uh, yeah. She chooses self-care from the Influencer Wooden Therapy Board and is instructed to take care of the goat. Um, she is very unhappy about it because she assumes they're going to make her slit the goat's throat by the end of the therapy. Um, you know, we see that she loses the goat, which we know is named Bruce, uh, about partway through, um, who has chewed through his rope and... Uh, this is where she has a conversation with Misty who escaped her therapy of guidance and is walking through the woods like I said bloody Meredith Blake (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shorta and Misty start looking for the goat and Misty jokes about how killing a goat shouldn't be a problem for Shauna because she can just pretend it's her arty farty lover who she seemed pretty quick to get stabby with and Shauna (laughs) gets stabby stabby Shauna does not like that comment and is like I'm not like you okay I don't think of killing as a joke and um 
Misty, which I thought was an unfair comment. Yeah, Misty looked really hurt by that comment. Like she looked bloody hurt. Damn it. Um, Yeah. And Misty's like, and I'm sorry. I don't think Adam attacked Shauna. I don't remember that. I think no, she, she no. thought he was going to like. No, I think it's something she's telling something. herself. But yeah, yeah. Um, and Misty's like, you know, well, you're not that innocent either. Like, you know, typical Misty doing her little like childhood jabs. Um, and Shauna says, "Oh my God, Melanie Linsky, that very Im- Im- intimidating Melanie Linsky way that she says it. I know that Misty. Do you think I don't know that?" Like, that's what she says back yeah. to Misty, right? Yeah. She says yeah. it in that fucking way that Melanie Linsky says it that makes you want to, like, just fall over and die. Like, I'm just like, yeah. you... She has a way of it's... just delivering lines that make me feel yeah. like I'm... You are literally looking at me in the face and you're saying these words and I am deceased. I don't know. I am deceased. <laughs> no, I think it's because, like, yeah, she comes across as, like, this kind of soft neighbourhood mom. Mm. But like she's so yeah she she says these things in such a um, pointed and, and direct way I don't know yeah there's something special about how she delivers it for sure yeah and look Misty again is very hurt by the conversation like she looked really upset and like I just oh my god sorry to be like Misty Truther again but like fucking hell I get so sad sometimes because I'm just like can someone just be nice to her for a change and like not Walter like just like someone just like oh my god do you remember when Natalie came to her door in season one and she and she knocked on the door and Misty opened the door and and Natalie's like I'm sorry and Misty's like are you making fun of me and Natalie's like no I'm saying sorry and she just like looked so like oh like you're actually like you know you actually care about me and like and, like, God knows if that actually did or not. However, my point yeah. is that it's yeah. just, like, can we just have, like, can we just be nice? Can we just be nice to her for a change? I know that she's crazy, but just be nice to her. I know. Anyway, um, but I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure that scene is, like, Natalie rocking up and being, like, we need you to deal with the body. Yeah. Like, it she apologised to get, like, Misty back in her good graces. But... It is. But it's still... What, uh, my thing is that, like, people only ever nice to her when they need something from exactly, her. Exactly, exactly. Because so, she's that... a closer. But it is one of the... <laughs> <laughs> but it is one of those things where it's the only example that I can take from, like, the whole show where she probably actually thought someone was caring about her, you know, in that yeah. moment. And, like, I'm yeah. just like, she needs more of that, please, for the love of God. Um... Yeah, so anyway, she returns back to the tank, uh, says that she forgot she doesn't didn't know how to shut the door or something, so, you know. Um, yeah. So anyway, Shauna finds Lottie and finds out that she doesn't need to kill the goat and confides in Lottie and she tells Lottie that she's always kept Callie at arm's length because she's afraid she would die or that she wasn't real to begin with, which is really sad and quite open again, like I said, to just say it to Lottie. And just, like, quickly... I was watching an interview with Simone Castle, who like spoke about episode seven on the buzz. And she actually touched on this scene um, and said that when she talks to Shauna about the goat, she couldn't help but draw on the scene that we'll talk about later where Shauna hits Lottie over and over again as teenagers. Uh, Simone said that she drew on that scene because she believes whenever Lottie is in Shauna's space as an adult or like any time past that, that moment that they shared in the cabin, um, that she, forces herself to wear protection and self-preservation. Uh, Simone said that Lottie doesn't touch Shauna when she breaks down and instead chose to stand back. So, like, 
it's almost like she said that Lottie doesn't ever embrace Shauna or touch her or do anything mm-hmm. as a method of self-preservation after being physically abused by her, basically. Yeah. Um, I yeah. thought that was really... That's really yeah. apt comment. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of, when I was watching that scene, I, could, I kind of got it, I kind of read it as, like, for some reason, like, Lottie has this, like, presence where she she's i don't know she she's both very accepting and very like i don't know yeah she has this presence about her where the girls where the, the adults come and tell her without her tell her things without her even prompting really yeah yeah it's like it's like they still all see her as someone that they can kind of dump, dump their trauma onto mm-hmm. and she will just kind of take it and obviously we literally see that in the very next scene um, between Sean and Lottie. Um, sacrificial, maybe, is another word. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of, if we're going to go to older Lottie um, after that yeah. scene with, uh, with, with Shauna, or if you've got anything else to add. No, I was just going to say, like, it, it's very much in the um, same vein as what we saw last episode where Shauna is... Um, yeah, like reflecting on the loss of her first child in mm-hmm. relation to her second child. And um, I mean, yeah, that makes complete sense to me. Like I can imagine if you have lost a baby that um, it would make bonding with your future children very difficult because you've already, you've been through the worst. And yeah, um, yeah that I, I think that makes complete sense to me. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how, how and I mean, I guess this sort of speaks to like I feel like we're hopping around a lot this episode, but it kind of speaks to that very last scene when the phone rings and Shauna picks it up and it's Jeff on the other line. And the first thing she says is, "Is Callie okay?" Yeah. Um, obviously, because yeah, she she has this fear throughout her whole life, which I can imagine if you're um, if you're unfortunate enough to join that very shitty club parents who have lost children Mm -hmm. um you would never lose that fear of losing your children who are alive yeah Yeah. and look it was it was really quite heartbreaking to hear her talk about that as well because especially because we're we're watching shauna currently in her younger uh iteration going through it so we're actually almost seeing both sides of the coin yeah. at the same time, like pu- yeah. like like current perspective and post perspective, and you're seeing how that emotional state has changed, but also has stayed very much the same. Like it's really yes. it's really interesting, and it is a really really good magnifying glass on trauma, especially in that specific sense when yeah. it comes to things like grief and and yeah loss of a of a child. Um, yeah. So yeah, incredibly incredible work by Melanie Linsky again. Like she's just great yeah. all the time. Uh, just fantastic. Um, anything and else honestly, you want to say about? No, uh, no, no. Thing? Just kind of what you're saying about the magnifying glass on trauma. I mm. do wonder, like, some of these very specific things does make me think, like, if someone has actually, like, you know, intimate personal experience with yeah you know, this, this type of specific loss. Um, because, yeah, everything that I've seen, it just seems completely on the nose for me. I don't know. Maybe um, 
you know, if uh, I don't know anyone personally who's gone through it, but mm. um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what other women who have experienced the loss have like um, feel about the feel way that when they're going. watching this type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, we can move yeah. on to the next thing. All right. So older Lottie. Um, look. Yeah. She's speaking finally. to her psychologist. So excited to talk about yes. Lottie. Fucking nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. to her psychologist, telling her that she feels in her body something deep and primal. Um, She says she hasn't felt it in years and it feels wonderful, yet also fucking terrifying. Fucking terrifying, yeah. Yeah. So the woman asks asks Charlotte, when does self-repression serve us? And these questions are starting to get more and more warped, a bit weird. And Lottie (laughs) is kind of reacting in a way, she's getting a little bit confused with the questions. The psychologist tells Lottie that when she was in the wilderness with these other women, she was free her truest, most authentic self. So the conversation continues and Lottie becomes confused with the questions and eventually we see a big reveal of the Antler Queen who says in the lo- who says the line in Lottie's voice does a hunt that has no violence feed anyone. <laughs> Amazing line and fucking horrifying line. Like I was Great line. That I do you know you know when I, you know when I watched that scene I heard that line I felt something in the pit of my stomach when I heard that line. Like I felt it tangibly, like just something like struck my stomach. I know. Um, Speaking of quickly, before I grab your thoughts, Simone Kessel, again, uh, in the same interview, did an interview uh, that was posted yesterday and said the moment was chilling and gave her shivers up her spine and said it was almost traumatic in herself to film it just because it was so evocative. Um, Yep. Simone Castle also said that she felt it was symbolic that the Antler Queen was the image she saw. And then the very next second, she returns to the group of women to meet them because she thinks that she feels that means the Antler Queen is symbolic of all of them, that the Antler Queen mm. is a part of all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, interesting thoughts there again by Simone Castle. That interview is fantastic, by the way. I actually encourage uh, anybody to look it up. That she did, uh, it's on YouTube about episode seven. Um, we can link yeah. it in the, um, we'll link it yeah, in the notes. But yeah, but it's just, it's a great interview. Um, she talks about pretty much all this stuff in episode seven, gives some really interesting insight about Lottie and how she felt and the way that she delivered these performances yeah. for the reason that she did. But anyway, go on, Alyssa. What did you think about this uh, this scene? Um, I thought it was great. And like, it definitely um, confirms that there is no, <laughs> there's no psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lottie is speaking. Well, Lottie is deep in her, um, I guess, hallucination. Can I just say whatever. quickly in the last uh, episode uh, that we sorry the last episode that we did where I was like, I don't think she's talking to the Ant Queen. I think she's talking yeah. to herself. Like, I mean, I was like half right, but then I was, like so when I think about it now, I'm like, my God, I was so sure that she wasn't talking to the Ant Queen. I'm I know. Like, Hello. <laughs> yeah. she was. And I yeah. like I was definitely still confused when I saw the therapist because they showed the same woman from a few episodes back yeah and like um yeah it, it, it is interesting like is it someone lottie's seeing now or someone from her past or because like that is like i don't think your i guess your psyche would dream up like a, a particular looking person unless mm-hmm. you had a connection to that psychologist or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah it kind of goes back to i think it was like episode three or episode four when Lottie goes, like, goes to see the psychologist and then she makes a comment about how the psychologist is new, um, you know, it's somewhat different than who she's been seeing over the past several years. So, yeah, maybe that's when it started. Um, mm. You know, maybe that's when, you know, 
the, the I guess, yeah, Simone Kessel talks about how a lot of these were unraveling. Um, yeah. Maybe that's when the unraveling started and she started. Um, or maybe it is a person, who knows. Um, yeah, this scene was great because when I was watching it, I was really confused and my brain was going on overtime because I was trying to figure out the hidden meaning behind mm. the words. And obviously, like, I think because all of us kind of had a suspicion that this psychologist either wasn't real or was someone different or was like the antler queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, at the same time, the psychologist and Lottie are talking, you're like paying attention to the words, but you're also thinking about the meaning as yeah. if, if it's a psychologist or if it's Lottie herself. Like, and so, yeah, it's, it's a lot, yeah, a lot of different layers here. Um, and so, yeah, it's a really interesting conversation. And um, Lottie's getting more and more confused as the scene goes on because she's, um, yeah, she's, she's like, again, the conversation, the psychologist is steering her towards a, a path or a, a way or an understanding that she's not comfortable with. And she's worked really hard to repress. And it's just, yeah, it's just being unraveled. Yep. Um, and, and it's being unraveled quickly. Like, it's like, she it is, is. It's, it's like these girls have come into her life and just boom. It's like yeah, out of nowhere. Exactly. It's just all all coming undone. And, yeah. um, you know, she also touched on how uh, from seeing the Antler Queen there, so the Antler Queen is a uh, symbolic of sacrifice, right? So yeah. if you think about it from that perspective and you think about what we've just learned about Van, for example, with her cancer – and you think about what we've just learned about the body being found at the end of this episode. 100%, yeah. This is timely. This is coming at a time where it sacrifice is, is probably going to need to happen. Yeah. So my question is, before we just go on to the rest of this scene, who the fuck's going to die, right? Like, who's yeah. going to die? Who's going to spill blood for for Van to, to have a miraculous to, to healing? Survive. Or for yeah. Shauna to not go to prison? Or for you know, any other, like any of these potential symptoms that they're having to stop, who is going to die? Like, what do you think? Do you think, because I, I think, look, I know I put down Walter's name mostly because like, and let me just make something clear about Walter real quick. I love Elijah <laughs> Wood. I think he's a lovely actor. Like, I really, really enjoy his work. Like, I think he's charming. He's beautiful. I just don't like what is happening with Misty's character concerning him. Yeah. So... I yep. would be okay if he died for the sake of making sense, more sense of the story and kind of letting Misty kind of go on a trajectory that I feel like is more, you know, suited to a character. However, who knows what's going to happen? Who do you yeah. think will die? Um, I think it could be three characters. Okay. One of three characters. I think it could be Callie, which I don't Ooh. think is going to happen, but... She's, oh, I'm just be, saying it. Oh, I took yeah, I don't think they would do yeah. that to Shauna, but no. she's she was one of the ones I thought could be in danger. Danger. I, I it could be Jeff. Mm. But I am scared, and I really hope they don't do this. Mm. But it could be Nat. I think I would cry. I think my Nat eyes is out. safe, but yeah. Juliet Lewis said the season finale is going to fuck everyone. No, 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 like, no. Like, a no. lot of people are going to be fucking I mad heard, about it. I heard that the adult's going to be hated. Yeah. By this. And look, I don't know if that that's real, because for me, it would take a lot for me to hate these characters, because I, I yeah. can basically do not. But I'm fucking scared that yeah. they're going to kill someone that is beloved 
as a character, like in that yeah. core group. If Misty and- dies, if Nat dies, I think even if Lottie dies, I would be. It could be Lottie. Like, yeah. but I. The thing is that makes me sad, right? Is that I actually have grown to really like Lottie, like just understanding yeah, her more. Yeah. And I care about her, and like. Yeah. I. Oh God, this is one of those things. I'm just gonna be real. I have this issue sometimes with TV where, like, I hope whatever they're doing, and like, I, I tend to trust the Yellow Jackets writers more than like you know other writers, <laughs> other shows that we will not <laughs> name that rhymes with you. uh yeah. uh uh Trora Beal. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Laura like, Beal. <laughs> But like you know, writers that have you know completely like throwing things in the in the shit, I just feel like I hope to God that that what they're doing isn't for the sake of like a shock factor. I yeah. hope that if there is something that they're doing where they're getting rid of one of these main characters who I fucking love, I know. it better be because I like what would I do if Misty was killed? I don't know if I'd be able to keep watching. I mean, I would, but like I would, like, I I would be so upset if Misty died. Right? I honestly think, I think Misty and Sean are the safest. I don't know why. I also think Van is pretty safe. So I think, I think think Van is definitely safe because she's on death's door and she will be the reason for them to have a, to to do a sacrifice. So she will, she'll be fine. But yeah, I Um, think if you're talking outside of the group, it's, it's either. I think Ty's fine as well. Or Kevin maybe. Yeah. But. But but know. but what would cause you to hate the adults? It would have to be someone within the crew, right? Like it has yeah. to be someone that matters to you. And unless they think yeah. that we all of a sudden are in love with Walter, I don't think like you know, like it has to be. Um, it has to be yeah, someone. Unless it's that... Lisa, unless it's Lisa, hmm. because we have shown they have shown us to like shown an insight into Lisa's character the most out of anyone. The scary the thing is it really could be anyone, right? Yeah, And exactly. that's, that's what I hate. Like, and I, I, it's the thing that I love about the show and hate about the show is that I, like you've, you said it in the last episode, you always have no fucking idea what's going to happen, right? No way. And I'm the same. I have no idea. I no never clue. have any fucking clue. Like I can guess yeah. little bits and pieces. We can read theories and we can hear like Aunt Queen confirm that's who Lottie's speaking to. But at the end of the day, when the big plot points happen, who the fuck guesses it, right? Because really, like, yeah. you can guess it, but it's still going to rock you to your core. Like, it's still going to yeah. kind of hit you hard. Who would have guessed that, but I mean, we'll touch on this in a, in a minute, but who would have guessed that Shauna was going to beat the absolute, to, to a pole out, out of Lottie? Yeah. Like, who guessed that? I was, like, I was fucked up after this episode. Anyway, oh just God. going back to before we get ahead of ourselves, which we always do, um, after that <laughs> happened... The talk about what's happened, uh, they, they go back to, um, Lottie returns to the group and she's like, you need to leave, you need to leave, right? Because she's like yeah, panicking, yeah. Um, I know. you know, because she's just seen the antler queen and she's like, fucking yeah. everyone get the fuck out right now. You're all going to die. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I know. Oh, Which I was like, I thought that was really good because like, yeah, I feel like my first reaction would be to push everyone the fuck away because yeah. this is not a good thing. No. This is not a good thing. I think Lottie's scared of um, herself as well as what she yeah. may say and what she may do too. But anyway, you go on. What yeah, and say? I no, no, no. I was just gonna say like there's a lot of like vocalizing, like the weird vocalizing in the background mm. that's been happening across like um both both um past uh, both timelines. 
But also, like, there is an important thing that the um, psychologist, not the ant, the queen, the psychologist, well, whoever it is, says, like, where when did self-repression ever serve anyone or something to that effect? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it. Like, when you think about it, all the characters have some form of self-repression going wow. on. Like, Ty and her other self, mm-hmm. Lottie and everything that's going on. Like, Shauna and, and her repression with her baby. <laughs> Nat and Misty are definitely repressing their love for each other. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you could even like argue that Misty is repressing the fact that you know um, she she can't make connections with people and she can't have friendships, proper friendships with people. Yeah. Um, like, there's just a lot of these same themes going on, and I, so I thought that was a really good conversation that happened there. But yeah, obviously, yeah, when Lottie is going out. Um, I just wanted to say, like, I don't have anything else to say about that scene, but it was just a really, like, ooh, like, ooh, holy shit, oh, yeah. that scene. I really liked it. But, yeah, when Lottie goes back out to the group, it, like, the next five, maybe five minutes, which is the last five minutes of the episode, is probably some of my favourite oh, fucking so good. moments it's in so Yellow good. Jackets history. Like, maybe even my favourite, like, the... Um, the juxtaposition between the two timelines converging well not converging but just like you know i think there's a moment where um shauna punches misty obviously we'll talk about it but just quickly because i'm like geeking out about it shauna punches misty in the past and then in the future the next scene is misty screaming oh my god there's no yeah like i was just like so good it was just so good and like the fire and the dancing yeah it's a live song um it's Obviously, like, I mean, the song I was straight away like transported back to the night. same like, perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect song to include in that moment. And, like, you know, yeah, I was just gonna say when we do go back to them, like, you know, just based on what you were saying about it being like one of your favorites, like, they're the, just the little things that happen, like, they're talking about like what's happened in their lives and like relationships and gossip and all that type of thing. And Misty is put on the spot for watching Natalie and Kevin having sex through a camera device. Yeah. <laughs> and Misty is like, that's not true. I didn't watch these parts. And Van's reaction to, like, these parts, she's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, Shauna's like, so you did watch some, some parts. parts. Yeah. Like, Yeah, and Misty tries yeah. to talk about the wilderness. And here is where we have a little bit of a weird shift happening. Tone change. where yeah. all the music and stuff kind of all connects, right? So we're talking yeah. about... You know, she tries to bring up the wilderness in that one summer and whatever, and they're like, they stop her in her tracks and they're like, don't do that. And she obviously is annoyed that she's not allowed to talk about it. But anyway, so Nat, you know, then comes in with a conversation and asks, how much do you remember? And there's silence. And Nat says she remembers, but some things are hazier. And Lottie says that a usual cognitive response is that an ecstatic state in the human body can't hold memory that well, right? Yeah. And it's true. Because when you do go through something really extreme, like I even heard this as well, there's something called like like localized amnesia, right? So localized amnesia is when yeah. like you may get robbed and if you're robbed at gunpoint, you may remember the person robbing you, but you don't remember the gun. Like you, yeah, you can't yeah. remember the most like intense traumatic version of what happened. So a lot of people have localized yeah. amnesia where, you know, yeah, if they've gone through something really intense that their mind is trying to protect them from, they just won't remember Shut it. it down. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's not there. And, like, it's not yeah. that those memories can't be, you know, brought back in some way, but they yeah. are, they are, Locked like, away. unavailable, right? So... Yeah. Again, repression. Repression, yeah. right? Yeah, so... 
And Shauna specifically says, if I'm repressing things that I don't know about, I'm very okay with with that. Like, I'm very yeah. okay with not figuring it out. Um, yep. Which directly leads into that scene where the song comes on and the song is Lightning Crashes by Live, so they're dancing, their older selves. Misty yep. is humming that exact same song in yep. the cabin. Interesting Shauna. juxtaposition between the yeah. two scenes because why would that song encourage such fun and joy and dancing when it holds such fucked up memories and how how does that talk about memory and what they remember and what they don't remember shauna specifically saying if i'm repressing things i don't know about i'm very okay like with that yeah how is that piecing together like that that to me was such a mind fuck but so interesting not so much of a mind fuck where i was like what are they doing a mind fuck in the way where i'm going oh my god like this is so deep there are so many layers to this what does it mean right um you know so shauna punches misty in the face and the girls step in to stop her and she's screaming about how they killed her baby and ate her baby and she's like you know she bites van and it's getting really intense and then you see lottie step in front Takes a shot to the face by uh, by Shauna. Stands there, bloody nose, hands behind her back. And then she's like, Shauna, I know there's a lot of pain right now, but let it out. Now, we were talking about this just before we started the pod, right? Where the scene reminded me, and you said that it also reminded you, and you can go into this as well, like we'll both cover it. But like, the scene reminded me of like when you're in church and like we grew up in church, right? And people tell you, to put your pain on Jesus or your anger on Jesus because he's big enough mm. to take it, right? Do you remember when people yeah. used to say that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's strong enough to take it. Like, you can just say whatever yeah. you want, right? And it just felt like Lottie was doing the Jesus thing of, like, Standing taking on the pain of a human being and bleeding yeah. for them, literally bleeding for another human yeah, that is going definitely. through pain. Yeah. It was very yeah. godlike, very like self-sacrificial, like very yeah, crucifixion. like not fighting back, just take yeah, them. like yeah. hit me. It yeah. felt like you know when you're watching, like uh, remember like that when you when you would see like Easter movies and they'd show Jesus being whipped and he's just taking the whipping, like you know that's what yeah. it felt like, right? Like I felt yeah. like that's what I was watching. Um, very too. hard scene to watch, like yeah. really really hard to watch. It was yeah, I I felt. Um, when I watched last week's episode, final scene, where Shauna loses the baby, I had this, like, tremendous amount of, like, sadness and, like, just devastation. This scene left me with something different. It gave me mm. a, a feeling in the pit of my stomach, a really gross feeling inside, yeah. like, scared a little bit. Like, I was a bit... I was... Uh, really, like, you know, Yellow Jackets have that that thing about it like, this is what the show does. They teeter the line, you know, mm. between what you can do and what you probably can't, right? And they yeah. teeter that line right to the very fine ending of it, right? They really yeah, do. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. And it, this felt like one of those scenes where you're just watching yeah. someone get absolutely beaten to a pulp. Like, and it's, yeah. it's her friend. And she is. She's you know? unrecognisable at the end of it. So yeah. much so that I was like... Is Lottie gonna survive this? Obviously, we know she does. Yeah. But like, and even Shauna at the end of it is like Lottie, Lottie, and you know Shauna. I think responds by gurgling on her in blood, and Shauna just kind of rolls out the way and is like, whatever. And it's like it was intense. It was intense. Yeah. Um, 
I think, like, I was watching it in much the same way as I watched the moment when we saw, like, in Shauna's dream dream moment where she thought the baby was still alive. She saw them eating the baby. Like, but, and the difference is, like, obviously eating the baby, that wasn't real. But this was real. But I was still sitting there going, like, oh, my God. Like, I never thought I would see this in a show. But also, I'm sure for Shana, that was cathartic. Mm. Like, she... Shauna, sorry, she needed that in that moment, um, and and so yeah, it's it's confusing. It was confusing for me to watch because, yeah, the, I think when you watch the show, you're trying to figure out what what is it telling me, what am I learning right now, mm-hmm. and yeah, I definitely got a lot of religious symbolism. Yeah, I literally got Jesus on the cross taking, um, like even the way that. Lottie kind of is lying there on the floor and we see the camera pan over her. Yeah. And the way her arms are held, I felt was very, I thought was meant to be a literal. Um, like crucifixion type of yeah, imagery. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I don't know if you saw this. I, I don't know if this is me just projecting. Um, I didn't actually pick this up, but I saw um, a reddit post about it um i really like reddit for yellow jackets like Mm -hmm. i feel like i really like here like reading what other people have um you know picked up or seen about the same scene that may be different from you and i Mm -hmm. but yeah someone had put a link to um the fallen angel the painting by um french artist alexandra alexandra cabano painted in 1847 Mm -hmm. because there is this scene when shauna is finished and I guess Lottie's still unconscious on the floor and Shauna steps outside and she puts her hand bloody hands in the snow she's shaking and she makes this really like disturbing look on her face and she like she's not looking in the camera but she has this really like disturbed look on her face and like if you look up this painting I mean it's basically the fallen angel is obviously the fall of Lucifer mm. um, when he's expelled from heaven by Jesus. Mm. And it's almost like an exact shot of her face is an exact shot of this painting. And it's just this really, yeah, this really disturbed look. The painting is of Lucifer, yeah. um, the angel who fell from heaven. Mm. And I was, yeah, I was sitting there going like, are they, are they, are they making this religious symbolism? you know this religious connection and i think there is i think it's very clearly yeah in this last scene there is um yeah there's there's jesus um there's yeah shauna literally you know um if you put it literally it's that that's shauna's sin Mm -hmm. shauna's sin is is being laid on lottie in that moment and lottie's taking it as a sacrifice because that's what jesus did yeah and it's also very symbolic when it comes to like blood because yeah. the blood is meant to be this like purifying, you know, um, yes. a part of of, of yeah. the, the whole thing. And yes. to think of how, sh- how sorry Lottie always gives a blood sacrifice, and now she's bleeding out. So what yeah. is she offering exactly. by bleeding out yeah. right now? How much blood yeah. has she spilled, and how much is it and- going to give them? You yeah. Know? And that's why I feel like in that moment, like it was for Lottie, it was, she says we need it. Mm-hmm. And I'm confused by that because she seems to know something about the wilderness. And I think that's why. Oh, I she's so sure. About, 
She speaks yeah, about she's it so like sure. she's so sure. Like you know. Yeah, she's like, oh, the wilderness. It doesn't like it doesn't work or like that. Take yeah. trades. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but but it saved Shauna. It gave us what we wanted. It saved Shauna mm-hmm. and and you know maybe she was saying it in relation to Crystal, um, Kristen, like maybe it will give Kristen back to us. But I yeah, I'm just wondering what Lottie possibly thinks. Like, is it a bit two sided in the fact that she has her own um, things that she's seeking? that she's trying to do mm. and she's prompting um shauna into beating her into a pulp because of yeah. something else that she's trying to get from the interesting wilderness. perspective know. like almost like i we're gonna maybe lottie knows unless this happens they're all gonna die or something you know yeah and maybe she's yeah. like yeah like i said bleeding to the point this is not just a cut on her hand this is her whole body every part of it like her her well her face anyway this is like her face is like her whole body is just she's knocked out like she it's yeah. not she's gurgling up blood right she's probably yeah. got internalized uh, bruising and bleeding and everything she's been kicked yeah. in the stomach right this is yeah. like it is it's her whole body and she's bleeding out and it's like like we know lottie sacrifices her blood all the time cut on her hand a little bit of a trickle What's happened? Like, like I, I don't even, I don't even know, right? And the thing is, like, we have been warned by the, you know, everybody that episode eight and nine is very intense, right? There's a lot that happens, and like, yeah, you know, I am nervous in many ways, but I'm also, I am nervous, yeah, incredibly intrigued because I'm like, it really does feel like it's ramping up to a point where I'm like, it does. What yeah. the fuck is gonna, like, what the fuck is gonna happen? You know, because. Yeah surely this is leading to something huge um yeah i just don't know you know the next scene like as lottie is literally being beaten to a pulp the girls are getting up and dancing and drinking together and and dancing around the fire and the snow is falling and um yeah it's just like so well done man yeah like because we're seeing yeah we're seeing like it's so multi-layered because we're seeing like yeah the unreliable narrators like you said like shauna the same song prompts different things in different timelines Mm -hmm. one of one of joy and one of absolute horror yeah yeah complete contrast like yeah Yeah. horror versus yeah joy and happiness and connection and friendship and freedom like yeah it's a, it's, it's, look, it's, it's a bloody amazing scene. And like, I, I really enjoyed, not that I enjoyed watching Lottie get beaten at all, but I, I mean, as in like, I really appreciated the, the, yeah. how smart that scene was like to kind of do yeah. it all at once and to get people thinking. Um, and, and even just, yeah. be, even just the, the other teens, like just watching in horror. Yeah, like no one did anything, but that's because they trust Lottie that she, like, you know what but, I mean? Yeah. And it goes to show, like, you're stepping in front of Misty because, you know, Misty is Misty. But you see Lottie doing something like this and you are just, you trust her. That, this, this transports her to a martyr. It does. Situation. And this is the other point that I wanted to make real quick because I was like, ugh. I just feel like Lottie 
does a lot of these self-sacrificial things. She's doing a lot of things for others. Like, she's not really wanting anything for herself as of yet. But what's happening is she's building trust. She's building, building, building. People are eventually going to see her like a godlike figure if they don't already. Mm. Yep. And, yeah, a martyr and doing these things for, you know, whatever. Sacrificing herself, putting herself in that position. That eventually her authority is just going to be unquestioned because they're like, exactly. she's already done so much for us, right? Now, do yeah. I believe that Lottie is the main person out here causing it? No, I think it's all of them. I still believe it's yeah. all of them, and I still believe they all had a part to play, all the Antler Queen, all, all of them. But I think yeah. that Lottie is proving herself. Lottie very clearly has, has seems to have a connection Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and I think that she has very clearly proven herself yeah. time and time again to bail them out that they are going to trust in her. They're going to trust in her yeah. like a god. Like, that's what happens. And they're yeah. fucking desperate. What else would you do, right? If you're out in the wilderness and you've got, like, nothing else, what else would you do but trust the person someone. that is someone. the person that yeah. is seemingly putting themselves on the line, fixing things for you, this is how it's all worked out. Like, you know, we this saved Shauna. This is doing this. The snow stopped. The blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is that she wants to achieve and it's happening. Like, you know, we said in the last episode that we think that shit that they spilled blood uh, for Shauna to survive. And that's why Shauna survived, right? And that's what Lottie said in this episode. You know, she could be lying. She could be lying and saying that it was for Shauna. It was really for the baby. But it sounds better if she says it was for Shauna. I don't think it is, though. I really do think that she put it towards Shauna just because Shauna probably would have died otherwise. Like, I I think that, you know. But I also think Lottie, as much as she understands the wilderness, she's so sure. There's probably a lot that she doesn't get still. Like, I don't think that she's, I don't think that she's, like, fully as tuned in, you know. There's got to be bits and pieces that she's still not, she's still a human being, you know. So, whatever. And, and, yeah, and that's, I guess yeah, that's that's the line that the the writers are having us toe here mm. because she is just human. Yeah. She may have like some weird psychic connection, but she's not a god. She's human. No. And but yeah, like it kind of points to the way like yeah, like you know how we said in the last pod review, like the way that Van looks at Lottie when she first Reverence. sees her. Yeah. Is, yeah, is it of fear or is it of reverence yeah. or godlike figure? And it it could be that. Yeah. Like, could very well be. You know? Um, yeah. yeah so. Anything else to say before we move on to the very last scene of the nope. episode? Yeah, so as no. we touched on it before, Shauna gets a phone call. It's from Jeff. Jeff is being his typical Jeff self uh, in this phone yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, that man... His remains, <laughs> like you know, yeah. just like trying to be like as the least incriminating Which, as possible. Yeah, but he's, yeah. you know, he's just, uh, you know, trying his best uh, to, you know, get the point across. And Shauna looks very scared. And then the episode ends. So what we are looking at for next episode, I would say, off the top of my head, is we are looking at a a form of well, we're we're gonna have Lottie and Van find out first that there is a body that 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 conversation yes. is going to happen. Um, and there is probably going to be some talk about a sacrifice because Antler Queen has been there. So we will probably go into sacrifice talking and probably yeah. leaning towards who that person's going to be. 
um, yeah. which I assume will be happening in episode nine. So only two more episodes left. Yeah. I know. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. The one thing I was, the last thing I was going to say is that um, I I thought it was amazing how like the, they were all so excited to see snow this episode. Yeah. But in the past, the snow was like horror, yeah. like a, you know, like an awful thing. Yeah. And it was like, it trapped them and it stopped them from eating and it mm-hmm. made them starve. And it would have been something that, you know, it would have been something of great horror back then. Uh, but this episode they were. And so, yeah, that speaks again to, yeah, memory not being perfect and not remembering. Though I, my suspicion is that they do, I, I feel like, yeah, 25 years is a long time, but, like, would you really forget that? I don't know. Maybe some for some people it is an excuse, like, it's a, I'm just going to pretend like I don't remember this because it's, it's too hard. way too, too hard yeah. to think about it. Well, so, hopefully in the next few we'll episodes see. we will have some more uh, interesting character uh, situations yes. to discuss, which I'm sure we will. Um, I'm sure we will. But yeah, that's it for today. Um, I think that we did a pretty pretty good job. I think we're around two hours. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I was just saying to you before, like, maybe we should try and keep it around one hour. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Look, it, it definitely was a meaty episode. It definitely had a lot to it chew was. on. Um, yeah, very sorry for meaty. all the, eat, yeah. for the, for the uh, cannibalistic references. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was meaty and had a lot to chew on. Uh, uh, it was snacky, high calorie. Yeah, high calorie butt meat. Um, please, I hope that you all enjoy your high calorie butt meat and um, have yes. a fantastic week until next time. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. We'll see you later. House of yeah, Quigley. We'll, we'll be back next week. Hit us up at Twitter, yeah. House of Quigley, and uh, hit us up at housequigleypod at gmail.com. Uh, correct. Thank you, everybody. Alyssa, it has been a joy correct. talking to you yeah. yet again. And as always yes it's, it's always a lot of fun uh, uh talking about these all these batshit crazy theories that we have and um yes francis i'll see you on the other end in, in a few days yes in a few days well where we will talk in a week about when we talk about the, the next, next episode. episode all right yeah. everybody all right see you bye. later goodbye see you later see you later bye, bye. see you later <laughs> see you later mate <laughs>